Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Locker Room. I'm your host, Tommy Tellerino, and today, it is just me today, Jordan Navarro. Couldn't make it. He's got a lot of schoolwork. He's a busy man. But Jordan, we hope the schoolwork's going good. But we're going to get things rolling. Last episode, we did the NFC Showcase. We saw Jordan and myself preview every NFC team. Had some hot takes along today or along the way. But today, we are doing the AFC Showcase. And we're going to start it out in the AFC West. I'm starting it out. First team, I'm going the L.A. Chargers. You know, this is Justin Herbert, year three. They bolstered the defense, and they're in a powerhouse division now. So let's see what's going to happen with them this year. They had some really key gains for the team. Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, and Zion Johnson. No, the only losses really for this team were Jared Cook and Kazir White. Mack and J.C. Jackson are huge upgrades for this defense. This defensive line has Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack now. In the secondary, you already have to worry about Derwin James. Now you got to worry about J.C. Jackson, who are both Pro Bowl defensive specialists. Last year, 9-8, 474 points scored. This was fifth in the NFL. 459 points given up. This was towards the bottom, 29th. But they had a top-10 offensive line, which I think is going to be around the same this year. I have them going 12-5 and five so far to start out the season. I think this is one of the best teams in the AFC. I think they have a great shot of making a playoff run. I don't think they go worse than nine and eight, and I don't think they'll be better than fourteen and three. If they hit all their strides, make the huge plays, and basically have a perfect season, I think they go fourteen and three. I think Justin Herbert could throw close to five thousand yards this season. I think Herbert is going to be in the MVP conversation. And I think Mike Williams is going to have a big year. I could see him and Keenan Allen both having 1,000-plus yards in receiving. It's going to be a huge year in L.A. I think they they are the real deal. Another AFC West team, I'm going to throw it to the Las Vegas Raiders, who also had a huge offseason, new head coach, big-time offseason. But can they win the big one? Did they add to their team enough to beat out this star-studded AFC West division. You know, they gained the big guys, Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, huge playmakers on both sides of the ball. You know who Devontae Adams is. Chandler Jones, yeah, he's getting up there in age, but he's been a sack machine his whole time in Arizona, and he probably will do it again in Vegas with Max Crosby over on the other side. They lost some receivers, though. You know, they lost Zay Jones, Bryce Edwards, and they also lost Yannadika Nagakwe who um, was a key part in their defensive line. You know, 334 points, or 374 points scored. That was 18th in the NFL. 439 points against. That was towards the bottom of the 26th ranked defensive. And the O-line was 28th in the league. O-line, I don't think, is that much better. That's their only problem so far. Um, but... This is a hard division for them. I think overall they had a pretty good offseason, but you don't know what Josh McDaniels is going to look like. 
We saw him have a head coaching stint in Denver. It didn't go too well. But he passed up the job on the Colts a couple years ago. Is that offense in New England all those years that he was there, is that Belichick or him? That's what I'm interested to see. I think he can do a solid job. He's got a great roster to start out. I think Derek Carr is going to have another huge season, especially with Devontae Adams in the mix. You know, those guys are lifelong friends, played in college together, and I think can grow. And Adams, I don't think, is going to be putting up numbers like he was with Rodgers, but they're still going to be great numbers. Overall, I have them going 10-7, and I think they could reach 12-5 and if they play their cards right. 8-9 and is their floor. Or nine and eight. I don't see them any worse than that. There's just too much talent on this team where they fall below that. Next up in the AFC West, I'm going to talk about Denver. Those Denver Broncos. Broncos country. Let's ride. They added Russell Wilson. Huge addition for this team. Russell Wilson was a playmaker in Seattle. It's finally time for him to move on. Just an amazing quarterback. And I think he's going to bring that quarterback need that they have looked for since Peyton Manning has retired. So we're talking about seven years now. They added they added talent on both sides of the ball, though. They're looking to make a title push, and they have a new coach. But is that additions enough with this AFC West being so good? Let's look at some of the key additions. Russell Wilson on offense. They add Randy Gregory on the defensive line, who had a great year. And they added DJ Jones as a defensive tackle. They're adding to this defense, which was already solid, but can they make an elite? We'll wait and see. You know, they lost longtime legend in Denver, Von Miller, who wasn't what he used to be, but he still made an impact. So we'll see what a full season without him will look like. Last year, one of the worst, not I won't say worst, but towards the bottom of the league for offensive stats, 335 points scored. Defense was really solid. You know, they had a, a lighter schedule to start out the year, but 322 points given up. That was third in the NFL. Offensive line is 19th. I think it's going to end up around the same. I could see Cortland Sutton having a big year with Russell Wilson. It might be his best year yet. Cortland Sutton has been solid. Outside of the year, he got hurt with his knee injury. Cortland Sutton's a lot like Tyler Lockett, in my opinion. But I think we're going to see more boom weeks in Cortland Sutton than we did with Tyler Lockett with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, I think is going to be a great connection, especially in fantasy football. That's a good stack right there. But on the year, you know, they have a tough schedule. I have them going 9-8. and 9-8. For the first year, once they have one more year to grow, their head coach is going to have another year under their belt. I think um, I think there will be players next year. But I don't see them getting worse than 9-8. Like I said, with the Raiders, there's just too much talent. I have their ceiling, though. If they play their cards right, they can go 12-5. and five. There's enough talent on this team. And especially, you add Russell Wilson in the mix, he can go out and win you those close games. We've seen it time and time before. But the last team... And the AFC West is the Kansas City Chiefs. I saved the best for last uh, for last year. Four straight AFC Championship appearances. Is that possible for them? We'll have to wait and see. But can they keep it up? They lost a lot of key guys, especially 
the biggest, Tyreek Hill. They lost Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, and Darrell Williams. And Trevathis Ward. I mean, there's just a lot of losses, but they added, especially that receiving core, which Juju, Marta, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Sky Moore. That's pretty good receiving core still. They got some fast players. Juju, I'm interested to see how his time as a wide receiver one is going to be. We saw him in Pittsburgh as a wide receiver one. He didn't put up the numbers like he did when Antonio Brown was there because Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh, he was great. And I know he's got a lot of problems off the field, but his time with him actually on the field, it was pretty it was pretty amazing what we saw at A.B., which helped Juju a lot. You know, it took a lot of the coverage off of Juju, which is why I think his first couple of years in Pittsburgh were amazing. But last year, you know, they kind of got off to a rocky start. It didn't matter. They still ended up making the AFC Championship game. We're one drive away from going to the Super Bowl, but Cincinnati capitalized on an interception, drove down, and won the game. But their stats from 2021, 480 points scored. That was fourth in the league. Only gave up 304th, which was top 10 in the league, which shocks me because this Kansas City team, you know, there were questions if they were they were actually good. You know, we saw a lot of people question if they were below par. They also lost, I forgot to mention, Tyron Matthew, and which is a huge loss for this team. He was looking to get paid for years now. He ends up getting paid, so we'll see how he does in New Orleans. But I have this team still, still being threats. I have them going around right now. I have them scheduled for. I'm going 11 and six wins. 11 and six wins. Their ceiling's 13 and four. And I don't think if all else goes wrong, this is where I have there as their floor injuries. If everything just goes wrong, I have them going nine and eight. But I definitely don't see that happening. There's a lot of talent. You have Andy Reid in the mix. This is still going to be a Chiefs team you have to watch out for. You know Travis Kelsey is a monster. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. He's a top three quarterback in the league. I don't see them. I don't seem to have another MVP season though. I think uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks in a lot better situation. The offensive line's not the best, but we'll see what happens. That's it for the AFC West for me though. I think this is going to be the best division in football. Each team I think could be great. And it's just, it's going to be exciting to watch. I'm going, I'm hopping over AFC North now. You know, we saw the Cincinnati Bengals come out of that division, come out of the AFC. I certainly did not expect this to happen in year two for Joe Burrow. They're coming off the Super Bowl appearance, but can they do it again? Joe Burrow gets his offensive line, which was desperately needed. They add Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, Lael Collins, Hayden Hurst, and Daxton Hill to the defense. The only key loss, in my opinion, was C.J. Uzama, who was kind of a security blanket at that time for Joe Burrow, but they added Hayden Hurst, so I think they're not really losing too much. Last year went 10-7, and seven, scored 460 points. That was seventh in the league. Gave up 376. That was the 17th best in the league. And their O-line was 20th, which I think it could shoot up to the top 10. I think this team has a chance to repeat especially with the offensive line. You know, they added key guys that are going to keep Joe Burrow healthy. They're going to protect him. And they have a receiving court of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon in the backfield. 
It's just, it's amazing. And I think, I think Joe Joe Burrow, I see throwing over 5,000 yards this season. And I think he's going to win MVP. I said it. I think this is the MVP of this year. I think Joe Burrow is just amazing. He's got the right system around him, and he's in for a stellar year. I have him right now going 11-6, no worse than 9-8 in their ceiling. I could potentially see him going 13-4 if the defense plays right. We saw the secondary be a huge problem for them uh, last year, but they add Daxon Hill. They add a couple other corners. I think that's all they have to worry about. Their pass rush ended up holding up. I think it will again. And their linebackers played solid. I think the other team to look out for in the AFC North, though, is the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Lamar's hold, not holding out for his contract, but that situation with Lamar and a contract extension has been very tricky. They add key pieces. But their main thing is they need to be healthy. The only reason why they fell so bad last year was because of the injury reports. You know, they gained Marcus Williams, Morgan, Morgan Moses, and they had a great draft pick in Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Jordan love to see that big Notre Dame guy. There are two losses, though, in my opinion, which Sammy Watkins is not a huge loss, but it adds a little less depth to the wide receiver room. But they added some with uh, some veteran receivers. They lost Hollywood Brown. You know, that was just a tricky situation. You know, he asked for a trade, and then he got mad that he was traded. Had hit or miss games, but. I like Rashad Bateman a lot better than Hollywood Brown. I really do. I think he's going to fit Lamar a little bit better. And they still have Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is probably a top three tight end, at least in the league. So they're not missing out much right there. Last year, 387 points. That was 17th in the league. 392 points given up. That was 19th. And they still had a pretty good offensive line. I'm going 10-7. and I think this is going to be a dogfight for the division between them and the Bengals. I think if they play their cards right, 12-5, and five, they don't go worse than 9-8 and eight if they are healthy. If they aren't healthy and if it's like another season like last year, I'm going 7-10. and 10. It's just, can this team stay healthy? That'll be interesting. On to the Browns for the AFC North. They went out, signed Deshaun Watson to a Huge contract, barely playing year one. We'll get into that a little bit, but they choose to Sean over Baker. They, they're they going in for a playoff spot, and they gain Deshaun Cosby. I mean, Deshaun Watson. They add Amari Cooper and David Bell. They're losing Deshaun Watson for 11 games, so they went out and got Jacoby Brissett to start those 11, but it's Jacoby Brissett. He's no star. I He's a below-average quarterback. He's a game manager, and it's going to be a lot of dumping off to Cooper, not Cooper, uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I feel like. Last year, 8-9, and nine, you know, they were banged up too, but they just never clicked on offense. Baker has a whole drama segment there. 349 points scored. That was 20th in the league. 371 points given up. That was 13th. And the O-line was top 8. They were 8th overall. I definitely think this O-line is going to be good again. Nick Chubb, I think if healthy, is going to be in for a big year, especially with Jacoby Brissett there. I think Chubb could be a top runner in the league as usual. Let's just see if he stays healthy. You never know. Right now, I'm going 9-8, especially with Watson out. It's Brissett. 
I think they go nine and eight if Deshaun Watson comes in and he balls out. Um, if Jacoby Brissett looks great, he fits the offense well. I could see him going eleven and six. They they definitely have the roster set up where if Jacoby Brissett does play good, that is possible. But if he plays bad, I have him going six and eleven. I definitely think that could be a problem. You know, this is something you'll have to look out for. Browns are fighting for a wild card spot, I feel like, but with that AFC West, are they going to get it? I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see. And last but not least, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Big Ben era is over. It's moved on. And what do they do now? They will go out and get three mediocre – I won't say Kenny Pickett is too early. We get Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph are – both quarterbacks on this roster. They're starting with Mitchell Trubisky week one. Going to be very interesting. We've seen what Mitchell Trubisky looked like in Chicago. Let's hope it was coaching, but he can't throw to his left. So this is, I mean, there's not much he can do. But they ended up being very competitive with the corpse of Big Ben last year who barely had an arm. So it'll be interesting. Najee Harris, I think, is going to be in for another big year, especially with um, the passing game as well. Deontay Johnson looks like he's going to be banged up, but I still think he's going to have a solid year. Um, they added the NFL young boy, too, George Pickens, who has looked stellar in preseason. I think he is going to be amazing years to come. I don't know how he's going to be his first year just because it's a little bit of a crowded room and it's Mitchell Trubisky. You don't know what you're getting. But him and Kenny Pickett, that's a great combo for years to come. I'm excited to see that. That's going to be electrifying. You know, let's talk about some of their losses before we get into last year's stats. They lose Big Ben. Uh, They lose Juju and James Washington. You know, James Washington wasn't that big of a loss. But he kind of was a slot receiver for them that added a little value. So they lose him. Last year they went 9-7-1. Uh, 21st in points scored, 343. Uh, gave up 398, which was 20th in the league. And their offensive line was towards the bottom of 26. They still have offensive line problems. I'm I'm not impressed with this offensive line. We'll see how they perform, but it, I don't think it's going to be good at all. I have them right now. I think this is going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing record as a head coach, 8-9. and nine. It's just with the talent played out in two top dogs in division above them. Them and the Browns with Watson out, I feel like are very similar. But I don't think they go worse than 6-11. and 11. And if they play their cards right and look really good, they can go 10-7. and 7. It's possible with this schedule. That's it for the AFC North. On to the AFC South. I'm going to start off with defending champs, the Tennessee Titans. You know, they had a weird offseason. They really did. It was one that I don't know how to describe too much besides they lose a key wide receiver in A.J. Brown who may have, not, may have not been on the field a lot, but he was a playmaker, which helped Ryan Tannehill a lot. Julio Jones, another one, couldn't stay on the field, aging. <coughs> but they tried to fill in these pieces, and try to make it back again without having to rebuild. They gained Robert Woods, Austin Hooper, Traylon Burks, and they drafted Malik Willis, who probably won't see the field this year, but 
Ryan Tannehill's years in Tennessee are numbered, I believe. They lose A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and they also lost Landry for the year on the defensive side with an injury. Last year they go 12-5. and I don't see this happening again unless they just force-feed Derrick Henry over and over and over again. And that may not happen when he's coming off an injury. Last year, 419 points scored, 15th in the league. Only gave up 354. That was six. And their own line was 16. Their own line's around the same. It doesn't really matter when you have Derrick Henry. He's going to run through everyone in the league. We've seen it for years and years. The guy almost had 1,000 yards and only played nine games. The guy's just a freak. I'm going 98, though. I just don't see there's not a lot of talent left on this roster. If they get by, you know, they play everything right. They go 11-7, and seven, but I don't see them worse than 7-10. and 10. It's going to be a weird year in Tennessee. I don't see them making it back to another playoff run. And could this be Derrick Henry's last year as a Titan? His contract's up, and we'll see. That's going to be a very interesting next offseason for him. Now I'm going to talk about one of the teams I think that could make a deep playoff run, and that being the Indianapolis Colts. You know, they traded that bum Carson Wentz and got out a got a solid QB in return in Matt Ryan. They have a top 10 O-line, and they have a star-studded defense, in my opinion. They added Matt Ryan, they added Ngakwe, and they added Stephon Gilmore, who's going to help in the secondary. Yeah, he's on the older side, but he still has value in him. And they lose Carson Wentz. That's it. I mean, you losing Carson Wentz, it's not losing that much. You're losing a bag of chips, basically. Last year they went 9-8, and eight, and that was with a terrible last game. And they just looked awful against Jacksonville. They choked. But they scored 451 points last year. That was ninth in the league. Gave up 361. That was ninth. And their offensive line was 12th. I could see him being top 10. You know, Quentin Nelson's an anchor on that offensive line, and he's amazing. I expect another big season out of Jonathan Taylor. And Michael Pittman's going to have a great year with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is still a good quarterback. It's just because he was on Atlanta all those years after when they didn't want to go into rebuild when they should have. Matt Ryan still has a lot of value in him. I'm going 11 and 6. Their ceiling's 13 and 4. And at worst, I think they go 9 and 8 if they have injuries. This team is just, I think they have all the right pieces. That defense, I think, is going to be a top five defense. They've added to it. They don't have that tough of a division. They face Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Houston. That right there could be an easy six wins. Why not get about what? five more out of the division, that's easily capable. Honestly, even eight. That's why I had him going 13-4. This division for him could be a cakewalk. So I'm going to move it on to Jacksonville, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hired Urban Myers last year. That might have been the worst decision in franchise history, and they've made a lot of terrible decisions. That was just awful. This is the Doug Peterson era, though. Is he going to make Trevor Lawrence a great quarterback? Possibly. You know, this is going to be interesting to watch. We saw Trevor Lawrence have a shaky year last year. I don't think that's the case, though, this year. You know, they added Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, Brandon Sheriff, Darius Williams. They only lost DJ Chark. DJ Chark's a solid wide receiver, but I'd rather have Christian Kirk over DJ Chark. Now, did they overpay for Christian Kirk? Absolutely. But... He is going to be a target hog this year, and I think 
he might be a security blanket for Trevor Lawrence. They also still have James Robinson, and last year he didn't play. They have Travis Etienne, who went to college with Trevor Lawrence for four years. That also could be a great combo. There's a lot of upside in Jacksonville. Last year they went 3-14, and 14, was the worst offense for points scored, 253. 457 points given up, that was 28th. And their O-line was 24th. The O-line has gotten better, though. I definitely think it could be top 20 to top 15. But I do think they're a couple, they're a year or two away. To give them a year, and then I think after that year, they definitely could make the playoffs. This year, though, I'm going 7-10, and 10, at best 9-8, and eight, and at worst 5-12. and 12. They're definitely not going to be anywhere close to as bad as they were last year. I think uh, there's still problems on the defense, but this offense could be fun to watch. You know, we saw what Trevor Lawrence can do in Clemson. He was number one pick for a reason. I think this this could be exciting with Doug Peterson because, as we know, we've said it multiple times, Jordan or Jordan said it multiple times, Doug Peterson likes to air the ball out, and I think Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback to do that. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm not going to waste too much time on them. The Houston Texans, this is just a dumpster fire, really. They added Damian Pierce, Derek Stinley, and Kevon Green to the draft from the draft. They lost to Sean Watson, David Johnson, and Justin Reed. They're just a mess overall. They're still many, many pieces away. General Mills, Davis Mills, he's still just an average quarterback at best. I'll, I'll read off some stats from last year. 4-13, 280 points scored, 30th in the league. 452 points given up. That was 27th, and the O-line was 21st. It's going to be about the same year as last year, I feel like. 4-13. and at best, they'll win at worst probably two games. I'm not. I won't say that anyone's ever going to go 0 and 17, but I don't think this is a great team or a good team overall. It's just, it's just young guys and not many leaders. And at best, they'll probably they play their cards right and everything's clicking for them. And Lovey Smith looks like a great coach, even though we've seen what we he can do in college and in the NFL, and he's not that great of a coach, in my opinion. At best, they go 7-10. and 10. That is it for the AFC South. Now we're moving over to the AFC East. I'm starting out with the Bills. You know, Bills are a powerhouse. No, I hate to say that. They are a powerhouse in this AFC conference. They're Super Bowl or bust, though, in my opinion, this year. You know, they kept a lot of players. They didn't lose a lot. One key gain for the future, I feel like, is James Cook. They still have a three-headed monster or three-headed committee with Zach Moss, James Cook, and probably Devin Singletary starting out. This is this is a really good team still. You know, Josh Allen could be an MVP. Gabriel Davis emerged in the playoffs, but is he going to live up to the hype of what they're saying they are from the offseason? Maybe. And if he does, I could see him and Stephon Diggs both having a 1,000-yard receiving yards seasons. There definitely could be an aggressive offense right there. They don't run the ball a lot. They run the ball through the air, and I definitely think those two could be a problem. I'm going 13-4. and four. You know, you know, they added Von Miller as well, like I said earlier. But I don't know what you're getting out of them. I do think they overpaid him six years. I forget how much money it was, but it was six years. It's already like 32 years old. Definitely don't think the contract was worth it, but if he adds one or two more years to him and he gets him the Super Bowl, then so be it. 
but they still have some O-line problems. You know, the O-line is not the best. It was ranked 17th last year. And their defensive line is not that great, I feel like. You know, we saw many times last year, all you got to do is run over them. Just run through them. That's all you got to do, and that's how you beat the Bills. You're going to have to beat them by keeping that offense off the field and tiring out that defense, which is possible. But I think at best, 14-3, and three, there's not really much improvement for a ceiling when you're already 13-4. and four. At worst, though, with injuries, 10-7, and seven, which is going to win them division, I feel like. This is a, a real good team, and we'll see if they can get it done in the playoffs. Come playoff time, they, they don't have the Chiefs number. I know last year there was the overtime rules, but it is what it is. You pay your defense for a reason, and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelce went untouched the whole end of the fourth and overtime. But it will be interesting to see. They're definitely going to make a deep playoff run, I think. And the Miami Dolphins, we got a new coach in Mike McDaniels, and this is to his third year in the NFL. Let's see if he's actually the real deal. There's no excuses, in my opinion, this time. He has the key parts. They added Tyreek Hill. They added Taron Armstead. They added Chase Edmond. They added Raheem Mostert. And they added Cedric Wilson. And the only key losses, Devontae Parker, who wasn't really impacting much, and Will Fuller, who only played about two games for him. This is put-up-or-shut-up time for Tua. Tua, I mean, I I keep hearing how Tua, oh, he's a good quarterback. But let's see it. You have playmakers that are going to be able to run downfield and get the ball into the end zone for him. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both are going to be yak yard monsters. Right now, I haven't gone nine and eight or eight and nine. I just have still have some questions for this defense. You know, losing the coach that they did in Brian Flores is huge. He was a great coach. I don't think he should have lost his job. It is what it is, though. As a Patriots fan, I'm glad that he's no longer in Miami, though. But he should be a coach somewhere. I will say that. At worst, they go six and eleven. But if Tua looks great and it is is what they say that he was coming out of college, he'll go ten and seven, or they will go ten and seven. And I'm going to bring it over to New York. I'm going to talk about the Jets. You know, I really like the young guys on this roster, but I'm going to give them one more year based on the tough schedule. They added Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, C.J. Ozama, Tyler Conklin, Lakeland, Lakin Thompson. And they drafted Sauce Gardner. You know, there's no key losses on this team. Zach Wilson's going to miss a couple weeks, so be it. But it's just they face off around, I want to say, about nine playoff teams. That's a really tough schedule for a young team to go against. Last year they went 4-13, 310 points scored, 28th in the league, 504 points given up. That was worse than the out in the NFL. The offensive line was 11. I definitely think if they're healthy, they could break into the top 10. This could be a great year for Michael Carter and Brees Hall with this rushing attack. But Zach Wilson has some playmakers now. They're all young. Give it one or two more years. I definitely think they're making a run. But this year, I have them going 6-11 and 11 right now. I'm going back between 6-11 and 8-9. and nine. Their ceiling, though, I think is 9-8 and eight if they play their cards right. You know, this definitely could be a shot at a wild card if it's a star-studded season. 
but they're no worse than they were last year if Zach Wilson's healthy. There's a lot of questions about him, but let's see what he does with some playmakers, with Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. Denzel Mims asked for a trade, but he's still a solid receiver. So it's going to be really fun to watch, I feel like. And last but not least, I saved my New England Patriots. You know, this is the same year as last year, hopefully. Uh, This is a big question mark for me this year. I just don't know what it's going to be like. You know, it's up and down. We had a shaky start to the year last year. Had an amazing middle half of the year and then just blew it towards the end. They had some key losses. You know, J.C. Jackson's gone. He took the money. Uh, Ted Karras, you know, solid lineman for him. We let him walk. And we lost our veteran defenseman, our anchor for the defense, Dante Hightower. That's a big loss. That is a player that everyone looked up to on the defense. He was that defensive captain. He got you in place. He made sure you are in the right zone. He just did everything right for him. He was a player coach, basically. And they gained Devonta Parker, uh, Tyquan Thornton, and then Cole Strange through the draft. Parker they traded for. Definitely could be a wide receiver one for this team. I definitely think this is a good target for Mac. Thornton's going to be out with a collarbone injury. When he comes back, that's going to be Mac's guy for years to come, I believe. Speedy, tall guy, which is something they need. Cole Strange, you know, offensive lineman. They already have a pretty good offensive line. I definitely think it's going to be top 10 again. But it's just a question mark. No offensive coordinator, no defensive coordinator. You bring in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to help out. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, they were good as assistants before, but they were awful head coaches. They really were. You had Matt Patricia calling plays, and he's a defensive specialist. Have him take over the defense. Joe Judge, just have him work special teams. That's it. That's what we really want to do. If you want him on the, as a head, or not a head coach, on the coaching staff, I wouldn't want him on the coaching staff. I saw what he can do. He's not good. Last year, they were 10-7, 462 points scored. That was six. 303 points given up. That was second in the league. Their own line was nine. You know, they added drill peppers as well. I forgot to mean or forgot to mention as a game. It's just gonna be a weird year, I feel like. You gotta watch the first five games I feel like are gonna tell what they're gonna be like. If they look good, it's gonna be I think eleven and six season. That's what I have their ceiling as. But I definitely see more of a nine and eight season out of them. You know, this team lacks a lot of talent in the receiving room. Damian Harris or Andre Stevenson are going to be great running backs. I definitely could see them both having a thousand yards, either one of them. I think if Stevenson takes over, he's definitely going to be a great back. But if they stick with Harris, he's going to be a great back as well. You know, we saw what he can do last year. At worst, eight and nine. Belichick, I don't think is going to be any worse than that. You know, he's a great head coach, one of the best all time. And I think you he beats up on those bad teams. He beats the bad teams almost all the time. But when it comes to the great teams, which they face a lot of good teams this year, we'll wait and see. I'm interested to see how Mac looks. You know, it's going to be an interesting year. Is he going to hit a sophomore slump with Josh McDaniels gone? Maybe. I definitely think that is a great possibility after seeing what I saw in the preseason. But you never know. He definitely could have a better season than last year increase those numbers. But I think they could be a playoff team. It'll be interesting to watch, though. But that is all for the AFC Showcase today. 
little shorter episode just because, you know, it's just me today. I wanted to rattle off some some uh, some takes, look over some team previews before the start of the season tomorrow. This will probably come out tomorrow morning, so if you're looking for something to watch before opening night, this is definitely it. But that is all for me today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Until next time.